0: and they will share with us their actionable insights and best practices that can help empower you to create an engaged elite workforce. Here's the show.
1: What is a secret underrated tool that you can use to build a transparent and open culture in your team? Hi, my name is CT. I'm co-founder of Engage Rocket. And with us in the studio today to help us answer that question is Yasmin Duncan. Yasmin is the chief people officer at Magnolia Bakery and she's an HR leader for the new world of work. She's savvy, she blends people process and strategy together to be able to maximize the effectiveness of the organizations she works with and here to tell us more is Yasmin. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Thanks for for being here. Would you be able to tell us maybe a little bit more about your role and what you do so that we can help our listeners understand better.
2: I'll just give you a high-level overview of my background. I've been in human resources now for, goodness, where does the time go? 18 years and increasing responsibility. And I've worked in various industries such as fashion, nonprofits, startup, hospitality, working within hotels, luxury hotels in New York City. And now I'm in the food industry working with Magnolia Bakery, the world's famous. Bakery, known for our banana pudding and all of the other goods that we have. I'm the chief people officer at Magnolia Bakery. I'm the first CPO that the company's had, and I was brought on to scale the company forward, but on the people side and bringing in strategy, creating initiatives that can drive us forward as we're expanding our brand on the CPG consumer product goods end. And I'm excited to be here.
1: And it's so cool that you're the first chief people officer at Magnolia Bay. What do you think made that think about hiring a for that role in the first place? And do you feel like that has evolved uh, since you've taken on that role?
2: I think for on the HR side, you know, the company wanted to just make some changes in the structure of how the department was set up. And prior to me, there was a, a VP of people. But with us growing the company and expanding on the CPG end and just wanting to have a another higher level at the C-suite stage that can expand the company forward on the people side by bringing in different strategies. You know, I think what sets me apart as far as why I was a candidate of choice working in so many different industries, I think absolutely was a benefit to me Mm -hmm. again working in beauty, hospitality, the list goes on and on. Um, Every industry that you work with, every company that you work with, you take tools, right? Mm -hmm. You come up with different ideas, different initiatives. You learn what works, what doesn't work. So at this point, 18 years in NHR, I have a plethora of tools on the tool belt that I can take with me to drive culture forward. I've been successful in doing so and having succession really live fully For the full employee life cycle from junior roles to senior roles. And it's really nice in the time span that I have spent in the companies that I have worked in to see people start at like a really level position and now they're in senior positions at the director level. And that happens as far as having a healthy life cycle when you set processes and procedures in place. When you are an HR leader that is accessible and visible mm-hmm. and personable, right? When you come up with initiatives that build relationship, community and expand on communication.
1: You really embody that both that people, person side of HR, which is so important to make that human connection at work with all the, the people that you work with in the organization. But at the same time, I think you, you bring along a lot of strategic thinking that translates all the way down to the very tactical level. And I think Magnolia Bakery is, ha- is very lucky to have you as the, the first Chief People Officer. With all your experience in HR, what would you say is one of the game-changing realizing that helped you to craft that skill of building a high-performance team?
2: I think we need to change as HR leaders how we are managing our teams, right? When an employee gets hired, they go to orientation, they have their one to two weeks of onboarding, they have their 30, 60, 90. They could be coasting along just fine, performing just fine. There may have some performance issues, coaching conversations will take place, but if they really start struggling, coaching isn't helping, then we move to a pit and we put them on a plan and work with them through that plan. Okay, that's that's customary of how it goes, but what about if you truly laid out expectations, laid out their 30, 60, 90, laid out how you work as a leader, how you communicate as a manager from up front, right? What if we gave them the accountability up front and in advance? Like, what if we went that route? So something that I implemented is something called a work style guide, which serves as a social contract for the manager to the employee and from the employee to the manager. How it works Mm -hmm. is once an employee starts and finishes orientation, I have them sit with their manager to fully go through their role to make sure that they understand their role through and through after working in so many different industries and companies, it seemed a little weird to me that someone would have orientation, which is a global overview of the company. And then they just start in their job and are given maybe like, you know, this is the next 30 days, what it'll look like. And here's some meet and greets, you know, go and be successful. But that has nothing to do with actually setting them up for the actual role that they're working in. So after we have orientation, That new hire has an hour with their manager where the manager lays out what's expected, how the team functions, what the current challenges are for the team, the challenges that they're going to face in their role, i.e. why the role is open. Right. Mm -hmm. And what that partnership is going to look like between their manager and then with each member on their team. That's a full plan that they go through. The manager then also gives the new hire something called a work style guide, which is a social contract. Mm-hmm. And the work style guide literally outlines how the manager communicates, what the manager has patience for, doesn't have patience for, prefers mm-hmm. as far as from a planning. How do you like, how do you plan out your week? How do you prefer to communicate? Are you okay with text or not okay with text? The work style guide asks us questions, setting the boundaries for how we will work and engage with one another. And it's so important how often do you start a job and you are trying to assess, feel out your manager that you report to. Some managers yeah. are more layered than others. So it's a lot of like nuances you're trying to pin down so that you can build that relationship or, and or you can just work with them in a way that you have ease and you're not in anxiety. How awesome would it be that a person could tell you up front to take away the playground, right? And the tic-tac-toe of trying to understand how they operate at work, what they expect. And you Mm -hmm. would get this, again, all on your first day. After the manager goes through the work style guide, of course they have their meet and greets, but this new Mm -hmm. hire knows what they're charged with, knows what their challenges are, understands how their role impacts the team, impacts the work for the quarter, will support the manager, and what the manager wants and how the manager wants to communicate, they also, in turn, will be given that work style guide that they have to complete and give to their manager at the end of the week. So now that manager knows how to effectively communicate, give feedback in a way that it'll land, and they understand how their new hire is wired so that they can come up with appropriate development plans and coachings. So they are developing them strategically, right? Because they have yeah. some work with which is this work style guide, this social contract. There's also quirky stuff. It's not all serious. So it's the fun yeah, stuff yeah. of, you know, what's your astrology sign? What's your favorite color? What do you like to do for yeah. fun? So I you, I always go back to the work style guide quarterly just to make sure that I'm developing my team members in line with how this work style guide functions, Right. And what they what they expect, because it's the work style guide ultimately, they get to set their expectations and so do I, right?
1: What I really like about what you said is you a lot of times, you know, for companies, they go through the typical orientation process, they go through that 30, 60, 90, and you know, for HR, they just tell their their managers, here you go, you go, you go have this conversation with your new hire and go figure it out. And very often, I I don't think the manager is equipped well enough to have that conversation. And also, the new hire may not know what is appropriate to share or not share. And what I really like about that work style guide is it it actually provides that conversation template uh, with the manager, but also provides some intention that... They can review, like you mentioned, almost a reporter They go back and dig into some of these responses. Maybe talk me through about the actual implementation of that.
2: Well, when I came on to Magnolia, once we, anytime we have a new hire, I hired a recruiter because we didn't have a recruiter when I started, but the recruiter Uh sits with the hiring manager to have what we call an intake interview. And in that meeting, they are reviewing what the manager is looking for, what the manager... Foresees is missing in the team from a personality perspective, temperament perspective, skill perspective. Once we get all of that information, then okay, let's go through the job. Right? There's a lot of focus on a job description as far as this is all the things that a person needs to do. This is who I want, but you want to make sure that it's it's a right fit for the team. You know, I think of recruiting as a chicken soup. Mm. You don't want too much chicken, too much celery, too much carrots. You need a nice blend. So. The intake meeting that the recruiter has with the hiring manager creates the blend. Once we mm-hmm. have that, we open the role. While the role is open and the recruiter is recruiting, that's when I send a deck to the hiring manager that they need to complete for that role. And the deck will include their expectations, you know, what the team is focusing on, what the goals are for that quarter. And yes, we have company, of course there's company objectives, but there should be team objectives, right, of things that we're trying to achieve. And then it's a full detailed breakdown of the, what's in the job description, but really going into depth with the role. And of course they're scheduled for the next two weeks. The hiring manager's charged to complete that deck and then They're also charged, and I send them this all in one email, with the work style guide for them to complete. And I send my work style guide as a sample. My work style guide really matches my speak, which I'm Mm -hmm. direct. I want to be clear and I want to ensure that those who speak with me are clear on what I'm trying to say and the message that needs to land. So that's appreciated by those who work underneath me because there's nothing to guess. You know exactly what you're getting, like what you see is what you get. And the feedback that I have received as far as from hiring managers, they they were like, oh, this is cool. None of the hiring managers that I work with, whether here or previous employers, have seen this guy before or seen this tool, but they were excited to complete it. Granted, it is like one more thing, you know, you have to do to get ready for onboarding. But onboarding mm-hmm. is something that shouldn't be rushed. Rushed, you should completely prepare for it.
1: What I love about the work style guide is it goes into the, how are we going to accomplish this together as a team? And here's, it's almost like an operating manual for, for working with me. And, and likewise, working with you and everyone else on the team. I can imagine it's such a powerful tool. If everyone on the team had visibility into this, we could then know what are our hot buttons, what, what's our communication style? What do you have patience for? What, do you, what gets you excited? How, how do you measure success? And it provokes that amount of self-reflection for each individual as well. And I think it just makes you a more well-rounded professional. Like, do do you see teams using this together in in the way that they work as a team?
2: Yes, the work style guide serves for the manager and the new hire. But I also inform that new hire and the hiring managers do also inform the new hires when they complete it, that guide is shared with the team. Like everybody in the team, like for instance, everybody, I have five direct reports. So all five of my direct reports, I sent my work style guide to my first day. And I told them to send me theirs by the end of the week. Mm -hmm. And once I received it and reviewed it and et cetera, then I shared their work style guides with with each other because Mm -hmm. they're also clear and now well-informed of how each other communicates, what they appreciate, but they don't have patience for what is hard for them to work with. They, they're clear on each other's work style to work even more efficiently together. The feedback mm-hmm. that I received from new hires that have filled this out has been great. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. like, I'm really enjoy it yeah. because <laughs> it takes the edge off the guessing game. And they also mm-hmm. have the opportunity to advocate for themselves of how they prefer to work how they prefer to be coached so that they can be successful. I have to say, it's weird to me. Like there, there's a book, Brave New World by Aaron Dignan that completely changed my outlook and view of how I do work. But even more importantly, how I do HR. And employees are hired. They work with a company. And with that said, you know, it comes out the work style guide, right? But they're hired. They work with a company and they could be working with a company for however long you know, year, two years, three years, four years, five years, when things go wrong, that's when we put in a plan. But what I've found is by the time you get to the point of a pit, a question that I have or questions that I have at that point, as I'm speaking with the hiring managers, they're expressing their concerns or, you know, other senior leaders, was this person properly prepared for their role? And what's interesting to me and all the companies that I worked with in is that I have my or, the orientation and the onboarding is the high-level overview of the history of the company, how it works. And FYIs. this is payday. This is what we do for culture. This is benefits. This is our policies. But nothing in onboarding has to specifically do with their role and helping mm. them be successful for their role. There's not carved out time for that. And so orientation is great. Meet and greets is great. Those things should be there. But there needs to be, something strategically put in place and time carved out to ensure that that person gets all the tools, the resources, the understanding so that they are well-informed of how they need to operate from day one on their role. My -hmm. challenge is why are we giving the PIP when there's a problem? Give it up front. How we do orientation coupled with this work style guide completely clears all that up, because not only does the manager set expectations, but that employee also gives their expectations. They're given that work style guide gives agency to the hiring manager, to the employee. For the, those who already work here, I, you know, when I came on board, they weren't a new hire. I still gave them the work styles guide to complete. Because I want them to know, by me giving them a guide that's asking them what they don't have patience for, what do they, how do they want to work? What do they prefer? How do they plan their week? How do they want their feedback? How do they want to be coached? They feel valued by me from the onset. I'm already completely controlling my narrative as a leader and how I'm coming in by demonstrating care by creating a landscape for open communication for them to talk to me and for them to have agency in how they wanna do their work. It's powerful.
0: Wow, it's been a great conversation so far. Make sure you join the HR Impact Community where we gather a community of HR leaders just like you. This is a space where top people leaders share actionable insights and practical playbooks. Sign up today as a member for the community, get updates on the latest HR resources and exclusive event invites. You can join the community at www.engagerocket.co slash HR impact. And now back to the show.
1: Let's talk implementation a little bit. I went through the work style guide. It's three, four pages. It's not too heavy. And I'm imagining that you probably needed to spend some time training, hiring managers on how to use this in onboarding, how to use this with the team. And then kind of build a culture around that. It's it's so powerful because I can imagine if you if you move teams, like if you go from one team to another, along with you and instantly you know you and you instantly get to know everyone else on your team. Did you have to go through any training to get managers and, and their hires to be able to use this effectively?
2: I had one-to-ones. You know, Magnolia Bakery, although we are mighty, we are a smaller company than um, those that I have worked for you know, as, as the person in charge or leading the team. So I had one-to-ones with the hiring manager to let them know, you know, I'm a new leader coming on board. That's one, two, I'm the first CPO. So there's not a footprint that I'm filling and no one also knows what, how I, what is my lens, right? How I'm going to lead this thing. How am I like what my objective is, or my plan is to be the North star on the people side of the company. I could have had like a group meeting with all the one-to-ones, but, I mean, not all the ones, the ones, all the hiring managers. I didn't want a group meeting. You know, I want those Mm -hmm. to be like actual sessions in case there are questions that they had. And so we can dialogue a bit and again, build the relationship. So I met with them to let them know just what I just told you, how I view onboarding. Because there were some concerns with how onboarding was done and definitely some feedback internally. One of my first things was to turn that around because I know what effective onboarding is and looks like because I've created that in other companies. And then also telling them this is the step-by-step process of how I think it would go. Here is how it should go. Here's the onboarding deck that you need to fill out specifically for their role, your expectations. And then here's the work style guide. The work style guide was new, as I said. So it's like, wait, mm-hmm. do I have to do this? Is this optional? It's not optional. You got to do it. And here's here's why it's important. <laughs> um, you know, the questions are pretty straightforward. So I let them know they need to reflect on it. So it didn't have to be like a full training. What I did mm-hmm. do was give them my work style guide. And also mm-hmm. strategy in all things, got to have strategy in all things. I'm a new leader. I'm the new CPO. They've never had this, this role before, right? So I wanted them just directly to know how I operate. So it's also an example to them of, this is how like real you can be, how direct you can mm-hmm. speak. Let it be in your tone, in your speech, but be honest, be candid, you know, and what you're sharing mm-hmm. in your work style guide. Because again, we want to make sure that there's as much clarity as possible for the new hires so they could be set up for success.
1: So we're going to put this guide in the show notes. Say if I'm another <laughs> chief people officer and I download this guide, what are you know a few steps that you would immediately uh, advise me to take, to be able to implement this successfully in my organization. Yes, (laughs) complete
2: it yourself. And I I would say, I like to try things with my team before I I pitch it up to like seniors Uh and roll it out to the organization. So fill it out yourself, be thoughtful, assign it Mm -hmm. to your direct reports to complete also and encourage them to be thoughtful while also sending them your completed work style guide. From there, as you're developing your teams and developing your direct reports, refer to this guide. This isn't a one-time completion. And also people change, we evolve. So about like every year I'd say if there's, I would send them back their work style guides and say, if there's anything that's different, you know, go through the questions Mm -hmm. and send it back to me. So try it with your team first. And then from there, just so you could get the feel and understand like the feedback and the thoughts that come forward. And if there were any questions or any concerning things on them, I would then meet with my team members to say, tell me about this. I want to know more about this. Once you work it through with your team, I would say, speak with, present it to your senior leadership team so that they're aware of this is like a new initiative that you want to add to onboarding and the why behind it so that everybody's on the same page on board. And when they see it, they're not like alarmed of what is this and why you're filling this out. From there, <laughs> once you have a hiring manager, let them know it's this is a part of onboarding. I need you to fill out this work style guide. Here's a deadline to send it to me, of course, prior to that new hire starting. And then after orientation, make sure you have some time dedicated to spend with the new hire the new hire and their manager. And that's when they can review the work style guide. That would be like the process.
1: That's a very sensible rollout plan. Uh, thanks for that, Yasmin. If people want to find you, what is the best way for them to do so?
2: LinkedIn. I love to network. I love to talk strategies. I love meeting other human resources, professionals, or whoever, just to engage with. We all have tools and resources. So anything that could be a shared best practice I'm here for. So just reach out and send me a DM on LinkedIn.
1: Thank you so much for hanging with us today. Yasmin. And for those of you who are listening, I hope that you have enjoyed the show. Yeah, definitely a lot of good takeaways this episode. Make sure to download that out Guide and You know, Yasmin has been kind enough to give you a full implementation plan. Make (laughs) sure you drop us a review and tune in the next time to the HR Impact Show, where we'll have another great leader sharing with us their best practices in building elite teams. My name is CT, signing off. Thanks
0: for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR impact show. We hope you like the conversation. Don't forget to continue supporting us by joining the HR impact community. You can find the community at wwwengagerocketco slash HR impact. Tune in next time where we'll have another guest who's going to share with us the game-changing insights that help them build high-performing teams.